0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Jeff's Survivor Podcast. I'm David, and with me, as always, is... Jeff! How are you doing, Jeff?
1: I'm wonderful. How are you today, David?
0: I'm doing great. So, I thought another good episode of Survivor. It kept me interested, had good characters.
1: Definitely. The the editing wasn't as as even, necessarily, but the characters that we saw, they were definitely on screen for, for good reasons. I definitely thought this was a good episode.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'll be honest. This time, I wasn't sure who was going to get voted out. I could tell very early on in the episode which tribe was going to lose because it yes. was the only tribe that they were like showing a lot of strategy with. But I, I came into it. I, I thought there was a strong chance that Angie was going.
1: I, I did as well. I up until the very end, I was, I was on the edge of my seat. And you know, once he pulled out the second vote for yeah. Roxy, I knew she'd be going home. Yeah. But- Really, I, I didn't know. Um, and I love when Survivor can do that, when there's really an even even pull. But I think Roxy was the right decision for, for the tribe as a whole.
0: I think Roxy was the right decision for everyone except Russell Swan, but there wasn't anything he could do
1: about it. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Well, before we get too much farther in the show, uh, we do have one announcement. Survivor... 13 and 14, Cook Islands and Fiji, have both been announced for pre-order on, uh, on Amazon.com. So they haven't set a release date yet, but those two seasons will are in the works for DVD.
1: Yeah, I think it's good that they're finally coming out on DVD. I, I mean, pe- people really do like to go back and watch old seasons of Survivor, and the, uh, the VHS tapes are slowly becoming obsolete, because I, I still have the first couple seasons on VHS.
0: Yeah, yeah, I recently, when I when I recently moved, I got rid of all of my VHS tapes, and there was probably close to 50 of them, of different, <laughs> mainly reality shows, and <laughs> and I would say half of them were Survivor. But <laughs> thankfully, Amazon.com has been, <laughs> been releasing all the seasons, little by little, so I've been getting them as soon as I, they get them out, so I'll be excited to get the next two.
1: I did like the old... I know uh, like Survivor All-Stars and I believe Survivor Australia. They both had commentary from the cast, which was really interesting. I don't, I don't think the new ones have that, and I wish they did.
0: No, they've really skimped out on the special f- features as far as... These are sort of fast production made, and they're uh, on demand, so they only make them if you order it. So it's not like they have a warehouse full of them. Right. Um, but, yeah, season one, season two all stars uh, Pearl Islands Vanuatu and Palau all were actually uh, released commercially in stores and they all of them have audio commentaries which are which are really nice all of the ones through Amazon so that's three four five six and then now we'll have uh, 13 and 4 or yeah 13 and 14 and 11 and 12 Guatemalan Exile Island also. All of them are released. They don't have any commentaries or anything like that because that would be too much money to spend. But um, but they do have uh, all the early show interviews when they still did that, and some other random behind the scenes thing like things you would see on the the website when it first came out. That's that's what you get on the, uh, the DVD,
1: which is also nice.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's good. But I, I do agree. I, I love the audio commentaries of it. That, those are pretty nice. All right. Well, I think that's all the announcements we have, unless you had anything else, Jeff? I don't think so. All right. Well, then, we are going to be talking with the, to the one and only Edna Ma from uh, Survivor South Pacific. And I'm really excited to talk to her uh, and hear her thoughts on the show. And uh, going to be asking, of course, the most important question about her tree mail visor. I think, I think uh-huh. that is the most important question. So we will be asking that. Don't worry, we That's... we do all the hard hitting questions here. Right, the
1: all the facts you never wanted to know. <laughs> uh, no, it should be fun. I I enjoyed Edna on her season, and uh, it should be a good time to to talk to her.
0: Yeah, but uh, before we talk to her we have a couple things we're going to do first and the first one is to update um our scores between jeff and i as we had mentioned on the previous podcast jeff and i are doing a prediction game um but instead of just predicting who gets out or who wins immunity we're predicting who has the most and least confessionals jeff do you want to uh state uh the winner of the most confessionals
1: Yes, well, the per- last week you chose Lisa as the person with the most confessionals, and I chose Malcolm, and uh, neither of us were correct. It was actually Roxy who had the most confessionals. However, between our two, uh, Malcolm had four to Lisa's two, so, uh, so it- that means I get the point for the most confessionals, so uh, thank you.
0: One point for Jeff. Um, as far as our least amount of confessionals, I chose Katie. And uh, Jeff chose Pete, and in fact, we were both very much correct, as they both got zero confessionals. So it's a tie, no points. So right now, Jeff is currently in the lead, one to zero.
1: But, it's a good feeling, David, to uh, finally win something.
0: Yes, but this is a this is a long-term game. You won the battle, but maybe not the war. So maybe.
1: Ho- hopefully, I win the war too.
0: Well, it depends on who you ask. Uh, <laughs> But let's make our predictions for next episode. I think now we can pick returning players. I think that we've shown that, I think this uh, one proved that they're, the returning players aren't getting the most necessarily. So uh, if we want to throw them in, we can. Last week we said uh, no, it has to be newbies. Um, do you agree with that?
1: I think it's a fair fair assessment, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So then, who are you going to pick as most confessionals?
1: Um, you know, I think after Jonathan finding the uh, hidden immunity idol, I have a feeling that Kalabau is going to go to tribal council, which means a lot of confessionals on the lead up. And so my my, I'm conflicted between Jonathan and Jeff Kent. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to give it to Jonathan Penner. All
0: right. I was gonna. I'm actually thinking Scoop and Tribe may lose and uh, i'm actually going to give it to rc
1: okay it's an interesting strategy she was up there this week too so
0: yeah i think uh, if if they lose she's going to to have a lot of confessionals <laughs> so, so I,
1: I think our oh i think we're more predicting the uh, immunity challenge winner at this point so see was going to win that
0: point it could be i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be whoever has the most confessionals loses the That's challenge true. Um, but it yeah, i mean, you get Presumably, you get more airtime if you're on the losing tribe, so you have more opportunities for it. Right. But if I mean, we've we've seen all the times, you know. Sometimes, like in Redemption Island, Philip <laughs> would be all crazy, and we get lots of uh, Boston, Boston. Rob, you know, what, confessionals basically. about it, <laughs> and everything. Even though they would win, so I mean, I would assume if we were to track Redemption Island, Boston Rob may have the most almost every episode. <laughs>
1: yeah him or Philip
0: yeah <laughs> so um, so it, it's not necessarily the case but with three tribes, it's a pretty good pretty good assessment to go with it with immunity.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm picking first for who will have the least amount of confessionals and uh, no, you're not you picked first for the last one. I did I thought you did.
0: No you picked uh, Jonathan Penner and then I picked I- R.C.
1: I have a very short memory. So you're picking first. <laughs> yes, yes I am. For who the police confessionals.
0: I think when you have a star, you keep going for it until proven otherwise. So I'm going to stick with my Katie. <laughs> and I don't think we're going to see anything special out of her.
1: You know, I think Katie's the big breakout character next episode. <laughs> um, <so laughs> um, upon looking at the people who had zero confessionals this week... Um, I think a lot of them have the potential to have more confessionals, they just didn't have a, a, the opportunity this time. So, I'm going to go with the one who I think had zero confessionals this week, but won't be having any next week either, because they're not necessarily the most uh, the most overly verbose person on the tribe. Uh, I'm going to go with Carter.
0: Carter, interesting choice. And not a bad choice. We haven't seen anything out of Carter or Katie this entire time. Maybe they pan over to them and <laughs> I, they
1: did once. I saw yeah. it and I thought brunette on the red tribe. Oh, Katie, okay.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm surprised in our pre you know interviews in the pre-interviews and everything we thought I thought Carter was gonna be a character.
1: Yeah, as did I. I. I didn't think he'd be a like a, a good strategist, but I thought he'd be a character. And the same went with Pete. You know, you and I both thought Pete would be a big part, like a big part of the show, but didn't necessarily think he'd be a good strategist. And turns out he's neither.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I thought Pete, like I said, I thought Pete would turn into a Michael from Survivor One World, which he didn't really have that many confessionals either.
1: There's at least something about Michael, you know he stole the
0: uh, yeah, yeah, I had such high hopes for him with episode one, and then episode two came along. And nothing <laughs> happened ever since, <laughs> so and i I think I said I had even less hope for Pete, and so <laughs> he has proven in two episodes not to really do anything. <laughs>
1: It was actually funny because I uh, kept trying to show my friend Pete because she couldn't remember who he was. And every time it panned over over there, she either wasn't looking or it was him in his uh, orange hoodie, and he was looking down and you couldn't see his face. Not too much Pete, so. Yeah.
0: All right, well, let's move on then to our historical analysis of Survivor. This is where we sort of talk about Survivor Philippines in the most current episode and how this compares with the rest of Survivor history.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Obviously, I think the the biggest uh, correlation to anything would be, once again, going back to Survivor All-Stars and having the only other time we had a tribe of three and the same tribe loses twice in a row. Saboga. Yes. (laughs) Matt Singh is the new Saboga.
1: Yes, uh, definitely. And I think there's there's an interesting... I mean, a lot of the characters on matt singh could potentially be uh correlated to maybe someone on savoga you know i i see denise as kind of a jenna lewis in in her strategical mind where she's kind of decided the vote um obviously you put Zane as you know you put first vote with first vote but the, you're if comparing
0: Zane and tina
1: yes they're the same person Us actually <laughs>
0: did
1: you know that <laughs>
0: And then and then Roxy is Rudy.
1: That works. This works. No, I was just saying the four left are like the four from Sephoga. and I'm gonna be quiet because obviously I'm an idiot.
0: I I never said that, Jeff.
1: You thought it really hard though.
0: No, I I was I was actually very intrigued. I was like, oh, I never made these comparisons. Let's see where he takes this. <laughs>
1: And then I got to Zane equals Tina. Yeah, and...
0: and then you lost me. I was like, okay, I can somewhat see Jenna and uh, <laughs> as Denise, and I thought you were going to make, like, Russell Swan as Rupert. and uh... That was
1: my next one. You didn't let me get there.
0: <laughs> well, you should have started with that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Any other historical comparisons that you saw this week?
0: So we had Penner finding the hidden immunity idol in episode two. Um, ah. Have we had anyone else find it in episode two? I know we've had some in episode one.
1: Right. Sabrina and Christina both found it in episode one on their seasons. Um, the only other ones that found it in episode two, though, were Ozzy in South Pacific and uh, Russell Hans in Survivor Samoa. So it's it's a rare it's a rare occasion for someone to find it. Yeah. I think this hidden immunity idol was was meant to be found early. I mean, putting a clue right in the rice tin is a pretty clear sign that they want someone to find it very quickly.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I think production has always stated that they'd rather ha- they'd want the immunity idol played as many times as possible. You know?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, look at how interesting Heroes vs. Villains was. It really surprised people every time, and that season had tons of hidden immunity idols played. Yep
0: and and you you could argue that that Russell probably wouldn't have made it to the final 2 without the hidden immunity idols.
1: He absolutely wouldn't. I mean, he had the most votes against him when Kelly went home. Yeah. Uh but he didn't he played the hidden immunity idol so she went home and yeah, he absolutely wouldn't have made the final 3.
0: Yeah. Yeah, hidden immunity idol uh does stir things up <laughs> quite a bit.
1: Well, and it's also interesting that the clue was, uh, it's right under your nose, and they made sure in the confessional, Jonathan said, the bowl had a very odd nose. And, uh, yeah,
0: I didn't even notice that. That was clever. Neither
1: did I. It's good. It'll Cause, be interesting.
0: Because I thought it was like the whole top of the rice, and I thought, oh, well, that's really? going to... Oh,
1: I knew it wasn't. I figured it was just the handle, because if they took the whole top of the rice, uh, it could get wet you know yeah
0: that's what i was thinking i was like well this, this is gonna be very selfish and it's gonna suck <laughs> for, for when you get it and then you're just leaving your rice exposed so <laughs> right
1: well and it's also interesting if you noticed that uh, something i was worried about was when you take the top off people will notice the the spot but uh production made sure to paint the top before they put the idol on yeah sort of harder to notice that it's gone
0: yeah was there a, was there a, an a hole or an indent or anything?
1: No, it was just a, it was, it was completely flat. And that's different because in Survivor China, yeah. there was a paint, you know, yeah. there was a, a square <laughs> where there was no paint.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anything else, historical analysis?
1: I mean, besides the obvious that every once in a while, there's someone kind of deciding between two sides in, uh, like there is in Tandang. There's no, there's nothing that jumps out to me. What about you?
0: Yeah, not too much. I mean, the other obvious one to me is uh, talking about previous showmances on Survivor, or couples and things, because that was obviously a big thing um, in this episode. I mean, obviously the one that everyone knows and and refers to a lot is Robin Amber from All-Stars.
1: I'm sorry, who? (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) Robin (laughs) Amber, I mean...
1: Rob was also the first person to verbally state the strategy of uh, look who's sleeping together to see who's really aligned. Yeah. Uh, and obviously we had that repeated by Roxy this time, saying that yeah. they were too close. Was there anyone ever vote or attempted to get voted out because they were too close of the of a duo? Um,
0: Matt from Redemption yeah, Island? Yeah, Matt from
1: Redemption <laughs> Island. Yeah, that's a perfect <laughs> example.
0: Um, Elise but obviously that from... went the other day. Elise from South Pacific.
1: Yeah. But was there ever anyone who did it and then the person who pulled the witch hunt got voted out?
0: Huh. Well let's talk about couples. Let's let's go all the way back to the beginning. The first couple we sort of have is Greg and Colleen. Although Greg and
1: Colleen, yeah.
0: They're they're not really, but that didn't affect them at all as far as getting voted out. Hey. Right. Um <laughs> Then we Except get to... And
1: Jerry, not, uh, one, that was a one-sided couple. Yeah,
0: one-sided couple. Didn't affect... Like, people weren't vote. They didn't vote Jerry out because he, she was too close to Colby. <laughs>
1: no, there were other reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, Frank and Brandon. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. yeah. Africa, I don't think we really had anyone.
1: No, Minor Marquesas, really. Well, no,
0: we did end Marquesas. We had... Uh, Boston Rob and uh Sarah.
1: Right. I forgot I almost um, forgot about Sarah. They were yeah. they were a
0: big couple y thing and then um they got I the tribe they- swap and it screwed Sarah over.
1: Well yeah, that that actually helped Sarah more than it hurt her, I think, in the first couple episodes.
0: Yeah. Because Boston uh, Rob was controlling the game.
1: <laughs> right. Let's think uh Survivor Thailand. I don't remember. Ted and I'm
0: sorry. Ted and Gondia. <laughs> that one didn't yeah, work out the too shortest,
1: well. Shortest-lived Survivor couple. That
0: one didn't work out too well. <laughs> no, jeez. Um,
1: Shauna and Alex from Survivor Amazon.
0: And then you also had uh, Heidi and Dave, and that was sort of a reason. Rob's sister Nino was like, "I want to get Dave out because he's getting too close to Heidi. I don't know, you know, if that's gonna affect anything."
1: Right, he was making decisions with, uh, with, yeah, with his jealousy, we shall say. <laughs> um, surviving Pearl Islands, Michelle, there was some theories about Michelle and Burton, maybe. But, but, but that wasn't
0: that, the reason either of them got voted out.
1: Right, and I think those were mostly post-show. I don't know if that ever happened on the island.
0: Yeah. Um, and then All-Stars is what made it famous with ron right, Amber. Amber. Uh so Bam-
1: i there wasn't anything. No.
0: Well, when you have men versus women, it's a little harder.
1: <laughs> right, so the girls all go female power on you.
0: Palau? Oh, Jeff you had two. Kim. Jeff and Kim, and then you had uh, Greg and Jen.
1: Greg and Jen. And that was a kind of a reason that Greg was voted out, wasn't that? Wasn't that part of it?
0: Well, yeah, because they were so close, they knew they had to break break them up before Karen went out.
1: Right.
0: Um, and then the other one, Jeff and Kim even, people were very weird. Leery about that, you know. yeah.
1: But Kim was Jeff was voted out because he was in pain, and yeah. Kim was put out more because she was lazy.
0: Yeah, ultimately it didn't because of what Jeff rolled his ankle and asked oh, to get voted day out. Ever. Guatemala, nothing really.
1: Well, Blake. Oh no, Blake, because Blake just talked about his girlfriend. So yeah.
0: <laughs> he uh, talked about uh, <laughs> like Angie.
1: Voluptuousness. Pearl Isle, or uh, I'm sorry, Exile Islands. I don't remember anything.
0: Does Bob Dog and Bruce count?
1: <laughs> Drinking wine in the porta potty. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Cook Islands.
0: <laughs> Candace and Billy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Candace and Adam though. That Candace and Adam, yep. Yeah. But that wasn't the reason either of them were voted off. No. Survivor Fiji, there wasn't anything.
0: No, fifteen.
1: Chance. Jamie and Eric, but I think most of that was post show.
0: Yeah, they were just... Yeah, they weren't too coupley in the actual show. Sixteen. Ozzy
1: right? and Amanda.
0: Ozzy and Amanda and the sort of James and, James and Parvati a little bit.
1: Right. You know, that was a bit of the reason that Ozzy was voted on.
0: Well, yeah, ultimately the uh, the women <laughs> were like black widows and used the uh, the couple until they <laughs> killed them.
1: <laughs> right, but they didn't tell Amanda.
0: No, that's true, because they didn't, yeah. So, yeah, that's another one. Seventeen Gabon.
1: Not that I can think
0: of. Bob and Sugar. <laughs>
1: oh, dear. Randy
0: okay. and Corinne. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. The the one actually in it was Marcus and Charlie.
1: right. right.
0: That was sort of one-sided, too, though.
1: Yeah. Although... It was there. There was a bit. There was an alliance there, but the romantic yeah. side of it okay.
0: was. One side of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, token chains.
1: Joe and was it Joe and Sydney?
0: Yeah, they had a little little, little flirt manse going on. <laughs> I I don't think I would call it a show mance.
1: Right.
0: And I don't think that was the reason she was voted out, was it?
1: No. Nor was it the reason that he was medically evacuated. <laughs>
0: that was the reason. Now that uh, now that Sydney's gone, I can't continue in this game. I have a anymore. broken
1: heart <laughs> that is that is manifested itself in a wound on my knee.
0: I just recently heard that uh, Stephen Fishback was sort of trying to do a little flirt mats with uh, Aaron to get her on their side and to vote with them. Really. Yeah. That's interesting. Because, you know, she was all sort of by herself in the thing, so it was playing up the more charming card. Like, nothing really happened or anything. But
1: Well, you know, Stephen is now dating Courtney Yates. Yeah. From Survivor China. Yeah. Um. Let's see, Survivor 19?
0: Nothing, I really.
1: Right? I mean, besides Russell and the producers, <laughs> I can't really think of anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Russell and Chamber. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Okay. Survivor twenty. Russell and poverty. But again, that, that wasn't
0: was, romantic, really. Right? Real, though.
1: Russell wishes it was.
0: Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah. Nicaragua. Did we have anything? Not uh, really. We had the sort of uh, the one-sided thing with Brenda and Chase.
1: Right. Right. Where Brenda was using him.
0: Yeah. But once again, not the reason.
1: I'm surprised Kat Purple Kelly wasn't in a showman. She seems like the showman's type.
0: She didn't seem like any type to me. I didn't see her.
1: Um, How about Survivor 22? There was um, Matt and Andrea. Matt and Andrea. And David that's... and Puzzles. I'm sorry?
0: David and Puzzles.
1: Right. And uh, again, Rob and the Producers.
0: <laughs> 23, South Pacific... Keith and Whitney,
1: Keith and Whitney, which is actually a big deal because Whitney was dating someone prior to the show,
0: or divorced, or or something. No,
1: she had a she had a significant other during the show. Oh, okay, of the was show. that what
0: it was? Yeah. But wasn't she married?
1: I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember the exact details. I just remember watching the Ponderosa video, and she said there is a significant other at home. So yeah, I
0: think she was married and then uh, got a divorce
1: because of the show.
0: Either that or she was getting a divorce.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And then Survivor 24, there wasn't really anything because the girl power. Um, cat and Blindsides. Definitely a big showmance.
0: The, the chicken and the rooster.
1: Chicken and the rooster, that's true too. Tarzan and the dirt poop. <laughs> Tarzan and his wife. Which I think might be the best showmance in the history of Survivor.
0: Yeah. Um, Leaf and uh, the Water Slide.
1: <laughs> the Box. I thought it was Leaf and the
0: or Box. Is the, <laughs> the Coffin?
1: Bill and Colton. <laughs> um, oh, man, we're just killing it with Survivor water. <laughs> All, All right. right. None of these people are going to want to be our guests, David. <laughs>
0: So I think this uh, is the first time maybe that someone has tried to break up a couple and it didn't work.
1: Right, it backfired. Yeah,
0: because I think there's been couples on, um, but people weren't really that – didn't care that much until eventually that we they got them out. But
1: Right. See what's going to happen. You know, I, I think the big question is uh, – I mean I know Denise, Malcolm, and Angie will be in alliance, but will Malcolm – kind of let his alliance bite with Denise kind of fall to the wayside in lieu of Angie, or will that, you know... I, I think know. the big
0: question is, if they lose another challenge, are they going to vote out Angie because they need to win, or are they going to vote out Russell because he's not in their alliance?
1: I don't know, because I can't imagine... they're I, I hope they do, but I can't imagine the producers are going to keep Three Tribes for too much longer. So I would say strategically, it'd be better to vote out Russell.
0: From the vibes I'm getting, I think a shuffle or a somewhat merge of the tribes is eminent. It's going to happen. But, they
1: will go. I think it's uh, they will go to two before they go to
0: one. Yes. Um, the question
1: at what point?
0: But I don't think it's going to be next episode.
1: I hope not. I we think it's going to be.
0: be I think they're going to sort of do it like All Stars where they have one or two more episodes, and then I hope they'll just completely shuffle them instead of having the disbanding, like they did in... uh... Well,
1: in All-Stars, they tried to do the disbanding, and then they tried to shuffle them, and it ended up being everyone on the other tribe except for Amber.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, hopefully that will will work out. I I'd almost rather not see it get down to two tribes and keep the three, but it looks pretty obvious to me from interviews with people Jeff Probst has done answered some questions for Dalton Ross and it, it looks like they're going to.
1: Right. Which two tribes? There is a there is a good thing about two tribes, you know, there, there's a lot more people. You know, it's sometimes a bit more surprising during that time when it's two tribes because there's nine people who could go home instead of, you know, four.
0: Yeah. But, but give me two or three people from every tribe on One Tribe Together and not the same six plus two people, you know.
1: Right. Well, it's the same. I mean, they tried to do the tribe swap in One World and it didn't end up working just because everyone got lucky and got with their, you know, one alliance got together and another alliance got together and it didn't make it fun.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I don't know what they're going to do, but hopefully some hopefully something that doesn't just keep alliances the same. If we have another post merge where it's just one after another after another, it's going to be no fun.
0: Well, and if that happens, they have nothing to blame but themselves if that's how they do the sh- the the shuffle, you know. Right. You know, if they want a good post merge season, they need to create an environment where that happens. I agree. But that is all for our historical analysis. We got a little long-winded there, going at season after season, but that's all right. Let's
1: get long-winded?
0: What? Yeah, I that know. Us,
1: that never happened. No,
0: never. <laughs> but uh, should, we, uh, should we get Edna on the line and talk to her? Yeah, let's try to do that. All right, well, here we go. Let's get Edna. All right, and we now have Edna on the podcast with us. Edna, how are you doing?
2: I'm good. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Uh, we're very glad to to be talking with you. Um, how have, Give us a quick update. How are things for you since Survivor South Pacific ended?
2: Oh, it's, uh, things have been good. It's been about, um, I don't know, a year since we got back. And so um, I got pregnant uh, three months after I got back and had my little boy. And he's uh, four months now.
0: Well, well, congratulations.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Well, we're yeah, we're very excited to talk to you and hear your experiences on Survivor South Pacific. But we first would like to get your thoughts on uh, Survivor Philippines and everything uh, that's going on there.
2: Yeah, it's a lot. It's going. It seems like it's going on in the it total, Things are totally different from um, previous formats too. Even like three teams and a different location. Um, and I'm glad they did away with the whole Redemption Island thing. That was terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I that think, was a pretty bad twist.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of fans and and survivors were all thankful that that did not continue.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, from a actual uh, contestant side of things, you had half the challenges, and you couldn't even go to every... Um, you couldn't even go witness the challenges when you went to Redemption Island. Only two people from your tribe can actually, or from each tribe can actually go. So it's not like you had any activities to do around camp either. And there's so many, so much you can talk about with these other people. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's start talking about uh, Philippines. We obviously have the three tribes, um, and then the three returning players from the game who are all medically evacuated. Let's first uh, talk about Michael Scoopin and his tribe. You sort of saw initially he make this alliance right away with these other three younger people. Mm -hmm. Um, But you still have the other two older people, and he seems sort of conflicted. I mean, it sort of seems like he's maybe not the happiest with this group of three. Who do you think is really in control of this tribe, though? Who's in power? Do you think that it it is uh, RC and Abby, or do you think it's Michael Scoopin actually has more power? Who do you think is in control of this tribe?
2: Um, RC, I think... (laughs) I think the way it's um, presented to us, it, it, we want to think that R.C. and um, Abby are in, in charge, but I really don't, I don't, I don't think so. They've been in a, um, a good position right now because they haven't had to go to tribal council. So I think as as tribal council, as they, as they start to go to tribal council, you'll start to see it emerge who's actually in charge. So,
1: I mean, now let, let's talk about Jonathan Penner's tribe. Do you think, I mean, he, we saw him find the uh, hidden immunity idol. Which mm-hmm. that was, I'm sorry?
2: That was really good, actually.
1: Yeah, it was. I thought, and I thought it was hidden. I thought it was cleverly hidden. Yes. Um, but do you think that his insistence on finding the hidden immunity idol, do you think that'll only save him for one tribal council, or do you think he's going to be able to kind of become friends with some of the people?
2: So I talked to, um, I talked to Cochran about this, um, yesterday and we're actually on the same page when it comes to this, um, and i did I, I follow the same philosophy whoever decides to, to go on survivor i would highly recommend not making it so obvious that you're you're like kind of alienating yourself to go look for the idol cuz everybody's in the cave looking you know trying to stay dry or whatever or whatever they're doing if they're all getting water or firewood or whatever like if you are the one person out looking for the idol it really alienates you and it makes you look really selfish especially early in the game so um, I think, in general, yes, the idol does save you for only one round um, or one vote uh, elimination. But at the very beginning, it just makes you look really suspicious if you're out digging. and And the tribe, their other tri- his other tribe mates were very suspicious from the beginning.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think his whole tribe was very much sort of anti returning player and everything. and And for me, if I sense that, I would just be really trying to build relationships with the people and trying to, to build inroads and make sure that I wasn't the first person out to me, searching for the idol is sort of like a last resort.
2: Yeah. Because but it's like, be- yeah, yeah, go, okay, Sorry. go on, go on. I
1: was just gonna ask you if you think he'd be able to use it as a bargaining chip now that he knows, I mean, cause he, he's pretty self-aware that he's not the end.
2: I think he could use it as a bargaining chip at at the right time. Obviously, he doesn't shouldn't disclose it right away. Um, I, I think at this point he hasn't. Nobody else knows except just him, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's what they've shown us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, versus on the Scoopins tribe has um, somebody. They, two girls know that there's a clue, right? Is that where Wait, we're kind of, we kind okay. of? Okay, that's right. But they haven't found the um, idol yet. No it can be used in a bargaining chip. I just I just get the bargaining chip thing just lasts for only for a short period of time till it actually um, gets played.
0: Yeah, and in, and going out and just telling them then that I think that puts an even bigger target on your back. So yeah, you have the idol, but then they may want to get you out even more so and now try to blindside you cuz they know you have right. it. Right.
2: Right. And it seems like he's pretty um, at least what what we've seen so far, it seems like the tribe is kind of um, for the first episode, showed that uh, Penner was kind of on the outs because they didn't trust him as a returning player. Mm-hmm. Who knows if that's actually true.
0: Yeah. Well, we talked about the other two tribes. Let's switch one more time. Um, obviously, the main tribe focus the past two episodes has been has been Russell Swan's tribe. <laughs>
2: Matt Singh.
0: Yeah, Matt Singh, which is just a mess. Um, yes. Losing two uh, immunity challenges back to back, now down to only four people. Um, and we saw Roxy really emerge. Um, we didn't see too much of her from in the first episode, but boy, did we see a lot of her this episode. And she made a huge deal out of the whole Malcolm Angie, you know snuggling relationship thing. Do you think she made too much too big of a deal of it? I mean, is it as big of a danger as she was perceiving it?
2: I think it's. Uh, she has some reason to be suspicious because how you pair up in your um, sleeping relationship um, reveals the alliances. I mean, that, that's that's why they focus so much on it. I, I snuggled with Coach. Sophie snuggled with Albert, and then cochran snuggled with me and coach later once we merged so i mean that's exactly how our alliances um kind of formed and like keith and whitney snuggled as, what, as well brandon, left alone. brandon <laughs> slept by the fire with rick actually because <laughs> um so but they didn't snuggle like rick was like one of those guys that would just sleep by the fire but the fire and he wouldn't want to touch anybody you couldn't even have um he was just a strange guy like that. I think he was just kind of uncomfortable, um, didn't want to make it seem very broke back at all. So <laughs> he just was on his own. Um, but I think that Roxy has a good point, especially looking at some of the footage um, that they showed. Yeah, <laughs> um, It looks like everybody was just laying, you know, side by side like sticks. And it was basically Malcolm and Angie who were doing the cuddling. So it, it appeared. And, you know, it's dangerous. Like um, in, Redemption, um, the season of Redemption Island, um, Boston Rob sent Matt out to Redemption Island because um, you have those, those two individuals will vote in a pair. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, she did have some, or she did have an argument there, but obviously I didn't think that the argument made very much sense. So I think it had a lot to do with Denise um, kind of having an alliance with Malcolm, obviously.
1: Yeah. To be fair, I would snuggle with Angie.
2: I would. I mean, I would snuggly snuggle with Angie. I just had a kid, and my boobs are not as big as hers.
1: <laughs> okay, um, so now that we're on the topic, do you think Malcolm is uh, – do you think it's smarter for him to kind of form a twosome with Angie or with Denise, who was his episode one big partner? You know, that was the alliance that everyone was talking
2: about. Yeah, I think that it, right now their tribe is down to four. So I definitely think if they can stay um, those three strong, and then um, maybe get—it seems like kind of Russell's on the outs yeah. Yeah. <laughs> amongst the matzing uh, remaining tribe members. If they just stayed strong right there, and then maybe they can um, get Russell out and and kind of see how things evolve from there. But if she, I, I want to deviate at least not in, at this point from her. Um, if I were Denise, from that original alliance.
0: So did do you think that Denise made the right decision voting out Roxy then, or do you think she would have been better voting out Angie?
2: Because it seemed like she had most of the power in the decision. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I would agree with that, um, because she was sort of the swing vote. If she had um, said if she said to Russell before tribal, "I'm voting for Angie. You vote for Angie." They would have gotten Angie out. Yeah. Um. Right now, I probably <laughs> I probably would have voted the way she did um, to vote Roxy out. Um because you'd want to right now it's still a team sport and you want to keep your tribe as strong as possible and it by voting out Angie he would she would have alienated uh Malcolm. Mm-hmm. So I think that I it wasn't clear to me who else um Roxy was in an alliance with. She was in an alliance with Denise. So it made sense for Denise to vote out Roxy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think If she had voted out uh, Angie, you potentially could have had a Malcolm and Roxy um, versus a Denise and Malcolm, and then you have two and two. But if you do it this way, Denise and Malcolm can either go with Angie um, and get uh, Russell out, or they can go with Russell and get Angie out. So I think this secures her spot a lot more than keeping Roxy in the game.
2: Right. I agree. I think she was. It was a spark movie, and, and surprisingly, it seems like every season there is one woman who is in her late thirties, early forties, who tends to have an emotional breakdown. Last this no. season, it's Lisa, poor thing, because I really liked her on The Facts of Life. <laughs> and then um, ours, who was it in um, One World? I don't remember who was the person middle, middle-aged woman who was having an emotional breakdown. But the on, in South Pacific, it was Dawn. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Dawn, so I'm really sorry. But it's, it, it's always. <laughs> and then be- the season before that, wasn't it? Um, what was her name? Who sunk the shoes? Who like buried oh, the Holly in
0: Nicaragua? Yeah.
2: Nicaragua. <laughs> who was the one who. What was her name? Holly. Okay. Holly. Holly was like bearing the shoes yeah. and having an emotional <laughs> date. It's always some <laughs> late, early 40s woman who has, has an, em- an like, emotional breakdown. And and, and Lisa's this, uh, this year's.
1: We kind of at the Tan at the Tandang tribe saw Abby Maria and her first kind of foray into strategy. She kind of got bent out of shape with RC because RC was talking to Michael a lot. Do you right. think she was justified in her arguments, or do you think that was just kind of a petty little thing that she did?
2: Um, <laughs> the thing you know is there's like my Survivor life um, paranoid. Contestant, I could answer that as that person. Like when you see somebody go off and talking by themselves, you get really paranoid. Like what are they talking about? Why are they? Why? What are they talking about? Why are they talking about so long Why are their arms flailing around? You start getting paranoid. Um, and things happen very quickly in your survivor um, t- uh, timeline and, and how things evolve. But my real in my real life example, I'd be like, okay, she's just talking to a guy. Maybe she's just flirting with him. Who knows? Try not to get to. Um, try not to get too worked up about it. So that's kind of generally how I would um, would respond to the answer. I would just say, "See, how, let's see how it goes. If it kind of evolves into something more serious with Michael, then I would start getting worried. But I don't know if it, um, Abby Maria kind of looks seems uh, more of the paranoid type to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think there was a more clever way to do it, a way to do it without sort of just coming out, and it almost seemed like she was, like, attacking, you know, R.C. She she freaked
2: out a little bit.
0: Yeah. So we we talked about Michael. Do you think it's smart for him to stay with R.C. and Abby and Pete, or do you think he should try to switch it up and go with Lisa and Artis and maybe try to get one of them to to flip over? You know,
2: I think that um, I would probably try to – snatch up Lisa she just seems so vulnerable she mm-hmm. just needs anybody to latch on to and gain trust in and if you could get somebody like her to trust you in the game that can she can you can use her and really take you further into the game because you can almost guarantee her as a vote if you um, give her some emotional support and then you would probably get Michael too because those two um, are I mean they're kind of in the same place in the um, in their personal life and probably um, can use each other for sure mm-hmm. I can see Michael really on the fence like he has this other alliance with the young people and then um, he's kind of emotionally connected to Lisa and they yeah. if, if my, um, Michael went over there there should definitely be some uh, leverage
0: uh, I've been saying yeah from that first episode I thought that that it would probably be smarter for him to switch over to Lisa and artist because I think that way he has more control of the game he has people who will be a little more loyal to him where yeah. as far as the other lines, it's sort of just like them, and oh look, Dad's tagging along. You know, right. like he's just sort of there, and they'll use him whenever they need to. So I think it would be most advantageous to go with Lisa and Artis, and maybe I mean we just saw Abby and RC having a rift. Maybe try to exploit that a little bit more and and break up the those two.
1: Yeah, I def- there's a there's there's kind of this dichotomy because. You know, on one side, he would have loyalty. I think Lisa and Artis would be a lot more loyal to him than R.C., Abby, and Pete, who I would imagine he would become third place, or, I'm sorry, fourth place in that situation because he would be, I think he'd be a jury threat. But with Lisa and Artis, it's then 3-3. So, you know, on one side, he has numbers, but on the other side, he has loyalty. I think it would probably, I think he could deal with a tie but then RC and, and then you throw in the variable of RC and Abby potentially having or having the means to get a hidden immunity idol. If I were him, I'd probably go with the numbers to feel safe. But I would not ostracize these or artists because we don't know when tribes are going to be switched. We don't know when the merge is going to happen. You still want to have that option open. And so okay. until the first tribal council, I would ne- I would not ostracize them at all.
2: Mm-hmm. They've been really lucky. Um, them and um. Jonathan Penner's team, um, in terms oh. of, um, and so, they haven't even had to think about going to see Jeff that, at night.
1: Which is weird, because, I mean, it's weird for you, because in South Pacific, you, I mean, the two tribes were so even, it was, <laughs> the same, you both
2: lost three people, and it ended up being 6-6 six, six in the end. Right, right. Right, I can't believe you can remember that. People, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're, we're we're fans. What can we say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All so right. um, now that we've kind of glossed over everyone left in the game. Who do you think is in the best position to be at the end?
2: Oh gosh, it's so early. <laughs> um, it's so early to say. And you know, um, the thing is, you can never tell how it's gonna um play out. I can tell you that um, who I'm who I'm liking so far, and I'll just leave it at that. Because it's like, I not until like you kind of get closer to after the merge and you can see how the jury's forming and yeah. then I can think that you can kind of guesstimate who will be the final three
0: yeah.
2: but I can tell you who I like um, I, I like Lisa because I, I know how she felt felt. Um, empathize with her and people when she's like standing out there crying it's like I felt the same way when um, Brandon formed a prayer circle and excluded and I, and I decided not to be part of the prayer circle mm-hmm. and you just feel very lonely um, I so I can really empathize with her I really like Jonathan Penner um, in real life, too. He's a really dynamic guy and very charming, charismatic. So um, and I I like Malcolm, too. You can see that he has a lot of potential um, as well. The person i kind of am disappointed about is uh russell
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you know he comes in the first few confessionals you know i'm not going to be that guy um you know who's going to be telling people what to do and then um and then what does he do his first challenge he just starts being really yeah. um really bossy, and nobody nobody wants a dictator yeah you know yeah. so um that's that's kind of how that's how how I see it i guess maybe, oh they don't even have their token asian female this year do they
0: <laughs> I don't think so no. Yeah, we just, they just
2: they, yeah.
0: they substituted that for another uh pageant girl.
2: Yeah, you can never you can never have too many pageant girls when it comes to reality TV, you know.
1: But you know, every once in a while they're not disappointing. I mean, Angie has shown sparks of strategy. I don't know if it's
0: Are you talking funny. about when she said cookie, Jeff?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm just uh, dazzled by her good looks. <laughs> uh. It's
2: a very impressive baking suit she has. <laughs> I
0: I could not believe when she said cookies, and then you I, see
2: I couldn't believe it because I was like, "Did she re- hear the question?"
0: Yeah, yeah, and not only that, but she, someone else already answered it before her, so it wasn't like she was the first person getting it.
2: <laughs> well, I
1: think I think her her intent wasn't necessarily flawed it was her handling of the question you know i think her intent was pretty purely uh we're good which isn't true but if that's how you feel you know you're welcome to feel that but (laughs) when someone's about to be voted out and you just i'd like cookies Eh,
2: you know the thing is i will say it's um, tribal council is very intense. Like you walk in there, it's totally quiet. None of that music that you hear um, <laughs> on TV is actually playing. You just you, it's really intense, and Jeff is just drilling you, and you just feel like you're um, on a deposition stand, and it is very intense. So um, maybe she was trying to create some humor or something, and just to defray the intensity of it, I don't know. But it was like. <laughs>
0: the... The best like, part was watching Malcolm try to defend it.
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, you can see the guy's got a good heart.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, tribal councils are, we've always heard they're pretty long. Like,
2: how, how long were your tribal councils in South Pacific? Um, at, at least two to three hours. Two to three, wow. And then I think the they shortest shown, one I've had is, like, maybe 90 minutes.
0: And then they get shown for, you know, 10 minutes.
2: Yeah. 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 So, uh,
1: and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off topic here for a second. I was watching Survivor the other day, and I thought something. Where does Jeff put the votes? Once he reads them, they just seem to disappear.
2: Oh, he has, a, um, like, a podium, and then he has, like, underneath the podium, there's, like, a little placeholder, like, a shelf underneath. So he just oh. puts it under there.
1: I was I was just wondering because it always cuts away from him and then cuts back and there's the vote's miraculously gone. So
2: yeah, he said. You know, he told us that he keep, um every season. He keeps the snuffer. It's like in his living room, apparently.
1: Yeah, that's his. That's his souvenir. I've heard. Yeah, that's his thing. He,
0: Je- uh, Jeff, he just throws them in the fire after he reads it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's that would be great. I and mean, yes, I was wondering. I was like, you know, why? If it's so much, so much rain, why? Why don't you, Why can't we just sleep in tribal council where it's covered?
1: <laughs> well, he offered that to one tribe uh, in Survivor All Stars. It was raining really hard, and, and he offered them to stay the night at the tribal council.
2: That's uh, that's shocking. I mean, that would be awesome.
1: But that was also a pretty severe situation because that that tribe was just decimated. <laughs> I mean, they were they were.
2: Yeah. It's just horrible. They look pretty wet, but they had some glimpses um, of sunlight when uh, Roxy prayed for sun.
0: How often did it rain in Samoa?
2: Um, our season, not very much at all. Um, it was maybe three days of rain and then like uh, one night. But it was just very mild. But hmm. it, it really wasn't as bad as it looks on, on this season.
0: So we've had a lot of sort of characters emerge this season, Malcolm uh, and some other people, but there's always there's always a few that we don't really see at all, especially at the beginning. Right. So who do you think is a character that we haven't really seen their full potential yet, but that could become sort of a really a really good character down the line?
2: Well, we've seen, you know, I think it's it's possible that um, artists may, um, may be somebody. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen hardly any confessionals from him.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so that can mean a couple of different things. It could mean that he is Keith 2.0, <laughs> or it means that he gets further into the game and um, he, we're just, they're just saving his confessionals up. Um, so could, I, I don't even know how to interpret that. So, But there's some um, hope there, I think. It could get, he seems like he could be a pretend, potentially very interesting character. And I think um, there's... A lot more story with um Denise and her whole sex therapy um background and she seems to be she seems to have a lot of reasonable uh logic in uh, what she says in her confessional so I, I I like her a lot I think there's a lot more there,
0: yeah I also think Carter is the person who I think could I could see a lot like we haven't really seen anything from him at all, and That's... a lot of people actually from Penner's tribe other than penner but <laughs>
1: Yeah, Katie, we haven't seen much from a little bit from Jeff and Dana, but and Dawson we've seen some from as well.
2: Yeah, I think it's still relatively well still definitely early. And oh yeah, Carter is he just seems to be really quiet at this point. So we'll just we'll just kind of see where he's going. I guess he, he of of that tribe of the guys in, in in that tribe, I think he kind of definitely kind of stands out more as the alpha when the alpha men. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. When Penner's not around, it seems like he's kind of dominating the conversation.
1: You want to know something interesting, Edna? Of course. From your season, your, your season has the record. One person on your season has the least confessionals per episode of any person in Survivor history. I think you it's know Keith. It is. It's Keith, right? No. He's, he's Oh, up Rick. Up. Rick? It's not Rick. It's actually Whitney.
2: Oh, Whitney. Okay. <laughs> I wonder yeah. why.
1: Just an interesting Survivor tidbit.
2: How how, um, how did you find that out? Uh,
0: did you count every counted. single time, time
2: <laughs>
1: uh, Someone else counted them and put them on a quiz on uh, supportful.com. But...
2: Interesting. Because why Whitney wasn't, you know, uh, there wasn't a shortage of words from her. Um, <laughs> we saw not, 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 a lot not, not of her... I have, like, nothing nothing horrible, nothing ill to say about Whitney, but it's just, like, when you interact with her, I'm just, uh, you know, she's a pretty girl, she's articulate, but I'm just surprised that, you know, they didn't um, use more of her confessionals. Or maybe it's just the way they kind of get enough sound bites from her.
0: Um, yeah, like, because I think we saw a lot of her in on the actual show as far as interacting with people and um, <laughs> in that sense, but maybe just we didn't see very many of her one-on-ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that that's actually a good jumping off point because now we're going to move on to our questions about Survivor South Pacific. Okay. Um, and the first one is uh, kind of your initial reaction to learning that you would have Coach on your tribe. Were you upset? Did
2: you wish it was actually Ozzy? How, how did you feel about that? Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to have to make a confession. Hopefully you guys will not hate me. I actually did not know who Coach was. <laughs> I I only knew, because um, I was casted for the show at the very last minute, like two weeks before going out, and I only had a chance to watch Heroes and Villains, uh, but maybe the first two episodes of Heroes and Villains, and so I didn't know how crazy he actually was. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew Ozzy from watching the season that he was on Cook Islands, from, uh-huh. um, and I heard that was an interesting um, season to watch, because it was like the race um Tribes divided by race, and that's the only reason why I watched that one. And I only had watched um, maybe two seasons of Survivor, (laughs) Uh, but and so I I knew who Ozzy was. I didn't know who, and I knew he was a provider. So um, so as horrible as that sounds, I I and I like my limited information. I wanted Ozzy on my team because I figured that it would be um, at least I'd have something to eat, and it was somebody I was familiar with. But as things turned out, I think um, it worked out pretty well having Coach for some reasons and not so much the other reasons. But secretly, yes, I wanted Ozzy. <laughs> Sorry, Coach.
0: So, yeah, how, how were you cast on the show?
2: So um, I have a business on the side, um, and it's a kit that numbs the bikini area before waxing or laser. It's called uh, Berries, and I was looking to try to get on the Shark Tank. Ah, so yeah. in Season nineteen, um, Mick trimming was the third, he was basically Albert. He didn't yeah, get any yeah. votes. He got to the final <laughs> three. No votes casted for him, yeah. and everybody was like so angry at uh, Russell that you know Natalie won or whatever. So um, I knew Mick. And so I can't I reached out to Mick and I was like, hey, you know, is there any way, you you know, anybody at uh, Mark Burnett Productions? I want to try to get on the Shark Tank show with these invest, investors and stuff like that, to try to raise some capital for my business. And um, he didn't he didn't know anything about that, but he's like, what I do know is like they're they're casting right now for Final casting for Survivor I went on on a Tuesday for that and I was um by Thursday I was sitting in front of Mark Burnett and uh, Jeff Probst who I also did not know who he was um <laughs> oh, wow. and um because I just don't pay attention to these things but um when I saw him and he took his hat off then I knew who he was and I heard his voice because I had literally only seen season one and then season 19 of Survivor at that point and then so I had a lot of of weight gaining to do some training (laughs) and, um, watching survivor. And I was working time as a physician at that time too. So I was incredibly overwhelmed with, um, and transferring over my business to somebody else. So that's how I ended up on survivor. And I don't think they expected me to make it that far at all. That's why when you saw me approach coach that first day in redemption Island, after he lost the challenge or after what Ozzy won,
0: um,
2: there was no strategy talk for me. It was just like, hey, coach, this is I am. Don't worry about losing the challenge. And it was, it was just that. It was just me trying to reach out to him and um, just have a normal conversation, no strategy. And I think that he didn't know what to make of me, and so um, he didn't include me in his alliance. I think, yeah, so that, that's that. That's my story.
1: So when did you first uh, realize that coach did make an alliance of five people and that you were not in one of them?
2: When Brandon came up to me in that shelter um, mm-hmm. three or four days later, when he decided to take his shirt off and have um, every single one of his little hands tattoos exposed to the world, um, mm-hmm. he it was about day three or four, and he went um, you know made Michaela cry and, and told him that he wasn't part of their alliance and told me too that um, I, even though they say that I'm part of the alliance, blah blah blah, I'm not really part of the alliance. So pretty much – but, you know, this guy is, like, not a very reliable source of information. So um, I said, okay, that's fine. A few tribals later, um, we're sitting at tribal, and um, Brandon says we are the Opolu Six. And so I thought that things had changed by then, but um, it it hadn't. And so um, anyway, that's that. So you know how that ended.
0: Yeah. So uh, a big moment – was actually uh, your third tribal council where there was all, a split how decision. How do you
2: remember that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, uh, we
1: are
2: masters.
0: We're big fans of the show, and then there's also always Wikipedia to refresh us. Okay.
2: That's reassuring, because I'm like, how do you know that? You're like a, a rain man for Survivor.
1: <laughs> well, That's how
0: we do it. Yeah, so it was between you and Michaela, and Michaela ended up getting voted out. How confident were you going into that, that you were going to stay?
2: Well, that was like one of the worst tribal councils, because I wasn't, I packed my stuff for tribal council every time. It was like (laughs) my water bottle, my little, my briefcase, or whatever, the little satchel they gave us, and um, everything, and I was ready to go to Redemption Island every, every time, and so...
1: Was that because you were scared, or was that because of a respect thing? You didn't want to be seen as overconfident.
2: A, a little bit, of, a little bit of both. Because um, you never know. You can never. You never know. Um, so, I, you know, Coach told me I was good. Rick told me I was good. But you, people are known to lie in the yeah. game. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't really. And I just thought, if I can. And you know, it's. It's like um, Tarzan said last season. It's like when you first get to the game, all you just kind of focus is on don't be the first one voted out. And I think this is a relatively good strategy. Don't be the first one to be voted out. And then try to make it to the merge. You don't want to try to make the merge. Like you just, you change your strategy as you, your goals as you kind of go into deeper into the game. And um, all I didn't, all I wanted to do is not be the first one voted out, and then gradually, um, I was like if I can make it to the merge, that'd be amazing. And then I got to the, we got to the merge, and I'm like, oh, please let's try to get to the final three, even if so I don't win, no big deal. Final three, because um, I had, you know, Nick to live up to, even though he didn't win, he still got final three, and I got seventh, and so I felt like a complete douchebag loser.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so who in your tribe? Who was, who were you really close to? Who were your best friends?
2: In my tribe, I was probably closest to Coach. And um, after the mo- merge, I was closer to Cochran. And I still talk to Cochran on a regular basis. And I still talk to um, Don, and, and occasionally uh, text Whitney, but she seems to be very, very busy. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that we have essentially – I don't have anything in common with um, Brandon and, Al- and Albert for that matter. I'll uh, email or um, Facebook Sophie once in a while, but she's busy with medical school. and and things
0: like that so when it got down to the final nine eight seven what did you try to do to to get farther in the game what all were you attempting to try to break up that alliance
2: first of all i was like um i I continue to try to express or show my loyalty to coach i think that he was definitely running the show until i got voted out basically then Mm -hmm. i think that he lost that power i mean i think he had a lot of power when i was still in the game and cochran was in the game because he knew that we would be loyal to him and he had the immunity idol
1: yeah
2: and he walked out of that placing second with the immunity idol in his pocket that's one expensive souvenir kind of like colby a uh, Colm. Yeah. so um i don't know how things would have changed otherwise um but i tried um i i knew that if i, I tried to do everything i could to try to save cochran Because I knew um, if he went, then my leverage would be gone. And we were kind of like the survivor. We're not like Malcolm and Angie, but it was like we were pretty much a survivor couple in that regard. And so if he had me, Coach, and Cochran, then there's a lot of uh, flexibility there. But nobody else on the other – every remaining other person on – when it it really budged, they were very, very solid in where they stood. And I think that you know it's kind of maybe my fault because I didn't – um talk to rick that much but i felt like rick was on an extended i mean he would even say it he's on an extended camping trip without water and food and um you couldn't really talk strategy at all
1: so in the end you ended up voting for coach to uh, take home the million dollar prize and unfortunately he lost six three but why did you uh, why did you vote for him why was that your decision
2: well, there, there's several reasons. Um, the first being that I knew that I would have been voted out pre-merge if he didn't help me out. If he didn't help me at the time of Michaela, the third tribal council, I guess it was, for us, uh, <laughs> um, when it was between me and Michaela. If it wasn't for him, I knew I would have been at the pre-merge Ponderosa. So I, I wanted to show him that I was still loyal to him, even though he had voted me out, and I wanted this is like my way to say thank you. The second reason is that um, survivors not so much a game of camping and playing challenges and living off the land, but it is really a game of manipulation. And he came back as a returning player, and there's a tremendous advantage when you're a returning player. I think if, if I were to go back again, I mean, there's just so much stuff that you know now and kind of expect and, and psychologically prepare yourself for when you go back. And there's a huge advantage to that. He managed to... He, he managed to play the um, keep our tribe you know together and not get voted out right away and create and, and, and not let Brandon go completely crazy and managed to really control our, our our team and keep it really pretty cohesive and so I think he really did a really good job at that and so um, if it's a game of manipulation he played it really well like he made me think the whole time that you know we were in a two-person alliance there
1: had it been a final two between Sophie and Albert, who would you have voted for to
2: win? I, I would have probably voted for Sophie to win. Okay. Albert, I couldn't find. Um, I found him very disingenuous, mm-hmm. um, and you know he'd say, "Oh yeah, that would be a good idea," that'd be a good idea. Oh, I'm really annoyed at Sophie right now. You can, I mean, maybe it's just the tone of his voice. It has um, very few inflections in the way he speaks, um, but I couldn't. I couldn't figure out why he. Would say certain things and then the actions wouldn't be carried out, and oh. maybe it's because he's a pickup coach too, a pickup artist. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it just comes through like it's that um that that vibe that you get that it's it, it just disingenuous. Yeah. yeah. And so I would have voted between him and um Sophie. I would have voted for so uh, him and between Albert and so I would have voted for Sophie for the million dollars.
0: Albert wasn't getting any votes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs>
0: All right, here comes the big, uh, the big question. I think everyone wants to know about tree mail visor. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. How how did you even come up with that idea? Tell take us through the process of this.
2: <laughs> well, um, so seriously, you're out there totally exposed, and um, you know, I was, I, I literally played with Franz for about for hours trying to make a hat, trying to make one of those, you know, those cone visors that you see those rice paddy people wear. Yeah. I I tried to make one of those. It wouldn't work. I mean, this is, it's really hard to make anything, um, have shape. So somebody was like left the tree mail there and I'm like, you know, I was going to just, I just was playing around with it. And I just made it, took a piece of string off of our uh, satchel and just tied it to my head and it worked great. (laughs) (laughs) And then it would rain, it would rain. And then it would get soaking wet and then, and then okay this and, and i, mean, I try to wear it everywhere i would co- go but um production didn't really like it because they kind of see my face so um <laughs> I, I didn't wear as much as i would have yeah you, yeah I, I mean i would recommend it i mean I, I, I said cochran if you ever go back and play the game again you should wear my tree mail visor homage <laughs> to edna ma yeah we'll see if he does we'll see if he does
0: <laughs> did you keep did. it after you voted out or did you leave it at the beach
2: Uh, Well, it gets damaged. Like, when it rains, um, it'll get damaged, and then it gets kind of like, you know, if you have a piece of paper, the corners get kind of frayed and everything, and so it just Mm -hmm. gets wrecked. But I do have a piece of tree mail that I have above my fireplace from um, the challenge in which um, Keith, Jim, and Ozzy play with, they hold the um, two sticks above, and whoever holds it the longest standing there Mm -hmm. um, wins that challenge. I had that tree mail um, framed.
0: So if if an emergency situation arised, you could make a another one if need be. Yes,
2: yeah, that could be. I could be one. And actually, I've uh, learned how to make. Um, I, I actually tried to wear my tree visor to the final reunion, but it it was not approved, so I couldn't wear that. Uh, Sad day. <laughs> it is. It was very disappointed.
1: It might be the most single most creative piece of clothing next to uh, Bob Crowley's. Bow tie.
2: Buff. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. His bow tie. Um, <laughs> I, I still kind of figure out how he did that.
1: He, he came on uh, previously on Survivor once and said he had uh, a large rubber band or some, something of that that sort. So the entire bow tie was the buff, and then he put a rubber band inside of it and did that around his neck. Okay. So we all asked and we were all wondering the same thing.
2: So I hope that I mean, that, I mean that makes me feel it, it, it's. It warms my heart to know that people noticed these ridiculous things that I
0: did. <laughs> Absolutely. We were... I, I know for me watching it, uh, I was just like, wait a minute. Is, is that the tree mill that, that she's wearing?
2: That's, that's
0: ingenious.
2: I appreciate that. Um, because it was... Um, they, they did, I think, Entertainment Weekly. I think they wrote a little bit a blurb on it. Because it like you don't usually... And Andrea, actually, Andrea has a blog um, from Redemption Island. She, she wrote about my female hat. So I felt a great deal of pride from that. So I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: So my next question is, are you uh, still trying to go back on uh, Shark Tank?
2: <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of inquiring about it, um, just reading the terms and conditions from ABC, the different network. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens
0: i I'm a big fan of that show as well, and yeah. uh,
2: who's your favorite of the
0: of
1: the five Shark Tankers?
2: Um, you know, I I have to say, I Robert is really sweet. You mm-hmm. uh, just you just see as yeah. like a family guy. He's just a, he always is dressed really sharply. His like short tie combo is always looking really good. Yeah. Um. So I I think that he has a really good sense in terms of um, judgment and business acumen. Um, Barbara, I really like because she can um, she doesn't just go after the numbers, which is exact opposite of Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> he I mean, the guy is just like ruthless, but you know if he's going into a deal, it's gotta be a good deal. And so I, I respect him for that, for being a true shark and for entertainment value, for being just so freaking mean. Um, Damon never seems to be a deal, to be doing any deals. He should just give up his chair and give it to Lori um, because I think they should have more women on that show. And yeah. then um, I really like Mark Cuban. He's really funny. Like he has, his energy comes across very very nicely and he, he's, he, he, he seems to do deals and he has a little bit more vision. But at the yeah. same time, he's um, a little bit ruthless, like he'll say, um, you have 45 five seconds on the clock yes or no yeah and um he doesn't he doesn't like to jerk around like you're not going to give him a right straight up answer you're just like contemplating he doesn't want to do business with him and so i really appreciate his like um ability to pull the trigger when um, even if it means not to do a deal
0: yeah and he seems to me like the one that will is most willing to take a risk Um.
2: i think so too i think um uh, Barbara does on an emotional standpoint like she feels yeah. like she's like a good feeling like uh, who does business on a good feeling? you know what I
1: mean? <laughs> you know she's successful that that's the we thing. most people maybe she just has better feelings than the rest of us. <laughs>
2: yeah I, I think it's just because it's her feminine touch. she can see she can uh, feel things that like the guys not, can't necessarily um, maybe detect or like that sense of ambition or drive. I think she senses that a lot. Who do you like?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm all for Robert and Cuban are probably my favorites.
1: Yeah, um, I'm. I'm a huge. I like Mr. Wonderful for his entertainment value, but I would never go into a deal with him. I. I think Mark Cuban is the most comfortable, comfortable and comforting, and um, I, I just I like the guy. I've seen him on other things. I like him as a as a person from what I've seen. So I I know he has a bit of a temper, but other than
2: <laughs> you know, that, if you did a deal with Mark uh, with Mr. Wonderful, the thing is, I think that it would work. Because he is so – I say greedy, but so yeah, – like, on the numbers, maybe greedy is the right word. He's
0: not going to let something fail.
2: Yeah, he's not going to – so if you do a deal with him, you're almost guaranteed success because he wouldn't even touch it if it didn't make sense. Like yeah. he'd rather spend the money on champagne.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I want to thank you again for, for answering all our questions and talking to with us about the show. Before we let you go – um, we like to play a game uh, on the show, and it's called Imagine If. So if you're willing to play, we would love to, to do it. Okay. Uh, so basically, here's how the game works. I'll ask you a question, and this will be referring to your whole cast of Survivor South Pacific. And then the answer will be one of the people from your, from your cast. Okay. All right, so the first question is this. Imagine if your whole cast were supermodels. Which player would constantly check his or her hair in the mirror?
2: I think, I think that's pretty easy. I think it would probably be Michaela. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, next question. If you were all games, which player would be a barrel of monkeys?
2: That's kind of hard, but I think my Brandon might be it.
0: Brandon, okay. If all of you were participating at an elementary school spelling bee, which player would be eliminated first?
2: Ooh. That would be Brandon, probably.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, if all of your cast was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, which player would win?
2: I think uh, it would be by between maybe Don or Sophie. Okay. Hmm. Because... um. Sophie's family comes from a long academic lineage, and and then um, Don has a lot of subspecialized knowledge in her area of expertise too. So it's hard. That's a tough one. So um, we they can joint win it. Okay, that's true. They do have those joint winnings. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Imagine if um, all of you were awarded a thousand dollars to and a trip to Vegas. Which player would lose it all playing slots?
2: <laughs> Um, can I say Albert?
0: <laughs> all right, Albert. <laughs> all right, imagine if all of you were playing poker together, which player would have the worst poker face?
2: Probably me. <laughs> I actually do play some hold'em and I'm like the I'm like the worst. Uh,
0: all right. Imagine if all of you were clothing designers, which player's line would feature the hippest designs? I think Elise. Mm.
1: Oh, okay. well, I was thinking Cochrane because those sweater vests are pretty.
2: <laughs> the poor guy. That poor guy. And his um, red briefs that his mother picked out for him.
0: <laughs> all right, next question. Uh, imagine if all of you were live in an underwater city when a giant squid attacks. Which player would be first to fight the squid and attempt to save the city?
2: I I think it would be between Ozzy and Coach. Uh, I think I think um, probably Ozzy would be slightly more successful, (laughs) and then Coach would be out there just out there for the gesture.
0: Yeah, I think I think Coach would let Ozzy go first. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) And then if he doesn't do it, then he'll step up. (laughs) Probably. All right. Um, Imagine if your whole cast were contestants on a reality TV singing show. Which player would make it furthest in the competition?
2: probably Whitney
0: (laughs) that one was a pretty obvious one
2: (laughs) she was fifth on the whatever country stars of Tennessee whatever them
0: yeah (laughs) all right imagine if all of you were different computer programs which player would crash most often
2: oh that was easy Brandon of course (laughs) he had like every other every time went to tribal council
0: crash All right, last one. Imagine if all of you were tailgating at a football game. Which player would arrive in full face and body paint?
2: Oh gosh, I think maybe Albert. He's a very big sports fan, Um, but I don't know how. He never really talked about tailgating, and I don't think you tailgate in baseball, right?
0: (laughs) Not, not as often. It's mainly more football.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, and then I can't really think on the guys on the Sabai tribe who would
1: tailgate.
2: Nobody. I mean,
1: Brandon looks pretty good in that bra paint.
2: Yeah, we painted that bra on him. But, you know, I think his boobs actually were bigger than mine at that point, too. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <but> he, <laughs> I could see him doing that. That seems like a, a kind of a down south kind of thing yeah, to do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon seems to be the answer for a lot of questions.
2: He, he, he has a very diverse talent set. So you know, make meltdowns, and his family actually has that, or Russell had that television flipped off, or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So he's got himself into a lot of different things.
0: Well, uh, we thank you so much, Edna, for for coming on the show and talking with us. We really uh, appreciate it. We loved hearing your thoughts and opinions on the show and and your experiences in the game. Um, do you have anything that you wanna to promote or plug before we say goodbye?
2: <laughs> oh no, um. I already did. I just appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys and um, to talk to actually fans. Like now that I've gone, I've, I've become a fan of the show and, some, and a con- previous contestant. It's a totally different experience and you look at life totally different. The, the game really did, does get in your head um, if you ever do play. Um, the other day I dropped that I was sleeping out in the Philippines and my shelter caught fire. <laughs> so um, it, it is really, um, it gets in your head. It's been over a year since I've been back. Uh, and it's just like when you hear about people talking about it, it's like how can that possibly be? But it's really, um, it does really change your perspective on things.
0: Oh, awesome. And thank you again so much. Um, and we'd love to have you back on again sometime. So.
2: Thank you so much, David and Jeff. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Yeah, you
1: Thanks,
2: too. Thanks, Edna. Bye. Be safe. Bye.
0: All right, so there we have it. There was Edna. Oh, she's such a nice lady. I really enjoyed talking Shoot. with her. That was good. And uh, everyone, look out for her on Shark Tank. I, I really want to see her on now. I think she'd be good on that show.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting story. That's one that we haven't – I mean, we've heard a lot about recruitments, and I applied 100 times to be on the show. But it's interesting that she started with the desire to be on Shark Tank. That's a new one.
0: Not too many people say, oh, yeah, I went on Survivor because I wanted to be on Shark Tank. (laughs)
1: Right. Well, you know, she was going to get her money somehow.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week, hopefully with another guest, so stay tuned for that. Um, and we have more podcasts in the works coming up. We're, uh, we're doing a new series called Reality Show Mashup, so stay tuned for that. It's where we take uh, Survivor contestants and try to put them on other shows and who we think would do well. So stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah, that's going to be fun. And make sure you check out our website, uh, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. got all of our current and past Survivor Podcasts talk to some really great guests so make sure you
0: check that out absolutely and join the conversation with us on our facebook group david and Jeff survivor podcast or subscribe to us on itunes also david and Jeff survivor podcast we love to hear from you guys we love comments and any suggestions that you have we're always open for it and we're always looking for fans to be to be on the podcast as well so let us know in what way you want to connect we'd love to hear from you absolutely all right well i don't have anything else do you
1: nothing right now
0: All right. Well, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.